0: Hi, this is Lori Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. Today I'm so glad to be bringing a good friend of a good friend of a good friend of a good friend, (laughs) Elaine Santos. I'm going to introduce her in a minute. But uh, the card we're going to talk about today is called Holistic. And the goddess on the front of the card is juggling balls in the air, as a lot of us feel, I think, a lot right now that we're all got balls in the air and we're juggling and trying to do the best we can. But the goddess is keeping them all up in the air and her power animal is just sort of laying down at attention, looking forward. And to me, what this represents is the holistic approach is to remember that recovery, especially as we're talking about an eating disorder, but recovery of any sort is not a linear process. Like even if you get sick right now, it's not just a straight shot to wellness. Sometimes your body goes all different kinds of directions or your mind does, or we just don't know. So it's holistic, meaning that it's body, mind, and spirit is the entire being, is what we're looking at for recovery and just living, I think. So the back of the card reads, Holistic means looking at ourselves in a way that includes our entire being, taking each part of ourselves into consideration. When we stop measuring ourselves by how we look, how thin we are, or how much weight we've lost, we can begin to embrace all of the physical, emotional, and spiritual parts of ourselves. We move beyond the goals of having a certain body type and into the integrity and magic of the recovery process itself. So what that means to me and how I worked with it with my own eating disorder and with clients that I have right now today is that we have to go beyond what we think we should look like or how we think we should act or how we think we should think and allow our true selves to sort of come through and, and show itself. You know, so especially right now in this time of struggle that a lot of people in the world are having, most of the people in the world are having, I think, is to really get clear that we have a part inside of us that is the small, silent voice, the small, still voice inside of us that we can go to and get respite for ourselves. And that we have to remember that that's the most important part of us too. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't do action on different things. Of course we should. But keep a very, very close arm around yourself as you go into these different places. As you go into recovery or trying to fix what's wrong in the world or to understand what's going on in the world. I find that a lot of people start to measure how they look when they're upset about what they're feeling. So they're feeling lost or alone or scared or angry, and they don't like those feelings, so then they feel fat. And we have to always remember fat is not a feeling. It is a substance. And I can remember telling my therapist... At the beginning of my recovery, she said, what are you feeling these days? And I said, I'm feeling fat. And she said, fat is not a feeling. And I told her, it is actually the only feeling that I'm allowed to have. (laughs) So it was a very wide, very uh, eye-opening statement. And I realized that, no, I, I blame a lot of stuff on my body or my behavior or whatever. But really, it's just my feelings. So if we can remember that, the holistic card of looking at ourselves in a way that includes our entire being is a little bit easier, and it's a much more sacred way to look at ourselves. So today, I'm so proud to have Elaine on our show, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself and what she's up to, and then um, we'll have a talk about what does holistic mean to her? So, welcome, Elaine. How are you doing? Hi, Lori Lee. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for
1: inviting me on the show. Quick introduction I'm a health and wellness coach and a guided imagery practitioner. And I work with people one on one. Wellness is such a big term, so, on a wide variety of topics, um, whatever their hearts desire. And that's the big draw of this card that popped out to me, that holistic card, because it starts with one thing sometimes. And then it travels around. Our health journey can travel in a circle as well. I love that you said recovery is not linear. The um, health journey, so health journeys aren't linear. So uh-huh. it really um, resonated with that. That's the work and the picture. I love how you described it because it is juggling what we put our attention on, and then maybe other things we're not and needing to move with it, not try to hold on to one element and think oh, I need this. I need to look a certain way. I need to just work on my exercise and not think about the other elements of the person because we're whole people. And so we have to think about our spirit and our body and our mind and our emotions. And and as you said, the environment that we're in, whether our home, our communities, our world, that all definitely is part of the holistic approach to health and recovery too.
0: Yes, so... Just tell me a little bit about how you work with your clients with the idea of a holistic approach to what you do.
1: So when working with a client, I like to have them do, and this is why I like the picture so much too, a wellness wheel. So they can fill out like what they're feeling about each element of their wellness. So like a picture right away. So even if someone writes me, I want to work on nutrition. I want to be able to do meal plans and this and that. We always start with like the big picture. Like, where are you feeling about these other things though? Physical health and emotional health, social relations and connection. And then that's the big picture. So it's always nice to zoom out first and look at the big picture. That's what I like to do with my clients and see how their maybe small goal that they had in mind, because maybe they were feeling I love how you said that when we're feeling stressed out or bad about things, we'll focus on maybe our body. (laughs) So when we zoom out a little bit, we can see, oh, maybe these other elements are out of balance and that's what's causing this shift or look at how connected everything is. So if we work on, even if you want to make a meal, it's more about maybe connecting with your friends and family in a way than just trying to control your diet. These other levels come up. So it's always to start with this big picture. That's how I like to work with my
0: clients. Yeah. And I find that when we do that, what happens is it's more lasting, quote unquote, recovery. That the idea that we have to continue to be on a diet or be on a, some sort of a plan is kind of a false idea that really our bodies know more than we know. And they know how to be recovered and they know how to eat in a way that's intuitive for them. And so we have to remember to, you know, it's kind of a false sense of control. When we think to ourselves, well, if I stay on this diet or I stay on this plan or I stay on this thing, then I'll be happy. But we have to let go of that and realize that. Our bodies know how to eat. We know how to live. We know how to be okay within ourselves. We once all were babies and babies have that intuitively. So if we can teach ourselves as adults that you already got this, you already know, just trust and have faith in you. And then the holistic healer can step back and let the person blossom themselves. And I think that's... The best part about all of this is that we get to trust in humans, you know, even though right now we're probably not trusting very much in humans.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I agree. I think the training I had in the type of coaching I do, that's our core belief is people know, like they know it's inside of them. My client had care of themselves. They're full, creative human being. And I'm just there to listen and help else in a lot of it and remind them of their strengths. So we focus on strengths-based coaching and like digging into that and then also their values. Because, like you said, having a diet plan isn't gonna we want like a big healthy lifestyle. We don't want if I don't need these five recipes, I'm healthy or it's that out and that in and that trust with themselves and their own strengths. Yeah and feel comfortable with that. So they're not thinking I have to rely on this health guru or this personal trainer or whatever there's a category for everything could be like a spiritual guru even you know it's inside of us that being like being able to touch back all the way deep into our core to understand we're here for ourselves we're here we can support ourselves
0: i think that's the difference between a cult and a helpful person or a helpful idea that the cult needs to have you stay in it all the time So the cult of thinness or the cult of the diet or the cult of the gym, whereas actually we can trust ourselves to get all of that inside of ourselves and we can let go of the outside of it.
1: When it comes down to it, we always need help, but it's like building up our own expertise about ourselves and to have the team of people to help you in whatever areas, but then to always like you said, it's, you don't want to be part of something that's saying, you can't do this without me, or you have to look a certain way or be a certain way. In coaching, we like, want you to develop your own plan for yourself. It's more like a vision than a plan. Like, and A vision is big, and there's different areas to go in, like you said, the spiral. And that's okay if it seems like going back down or going back up. We just keep learning and stay curious.
0: Exactly. Oh, that's exactly it. Stay, Keep learning and stay curious. And I know that for me, that like almost any wonderful coach, they will coach until the person can coach themselves. And (laughs) I found that to be true for me. I'm a therapist, but I don't want somebody to be in therapy forever and ever. I want them to learn how to talk to their own self and find out what it is that they really need and how to get themselves out of whatever way they're thinking into what is really true for them. We want people to graduate out of therapy or out of group or out of coaching or out of whatever it is, out of high school. <laughs> we want them to, <laughs> to graduate and go on to themselves. Yes, definitely.
1: And we want them to know that there's resources for them. But yeah, like that it's about, yeah, like I think of like the baby bird flying out of the nest.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Build your resources and get you strong, but it's all, then that strength is inner strength. So you can go and move forward and help others and help yourself and come back when you need like a little tune up or check in, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I they need to, <laughs> they want to.
0: Right. So I would think, I assume, this is something I assume that most people who come to you, maybe the secret that they're not even telling you is that they want to lose weight. And how do you work with that with somebody who, for instance, I tell people, don't come to me to lose weight because you actually might gain weight. (laughs) You might stay exactly the same and you might lose weight. I don't know because I don't have your body. I have my body. So I know what my body needs and wants and likes to be. So let's put that goal aside and go to How do you feel the healthiest? And I know that the word healthy eating or healthy lifestyle has been co-opted by the diet industry, and we have to realize that. But really, if you go back before it got co-opted, for me, it just meant for me to live according to what my body is asking me to do and to not fight with it and let it be however way it needed to be. You know, if I stopped overeating, then... I would find that I was much healthier. And if I stopped under eating, I found out that I was much healthier. So when I ate just according to what my body wanted me to eat, I was so much healthier. So I wonder how do you work with somebody who comes in with that idea, but you know as a professional That she's probably or he's probably an okay weight and they just need to sort of be okay with that. Part of the recovery is to be okay with that.
1: Yeah, that's a good question because it's true. People seem to come with weight management or stress management. Oh, with weight management, I don't think I'm going to attract the people because I don't have like a lose weight fast plan. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Good.
1: (laughs) That like filters a lot of people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does.
1: But people who come even with like a holistic mindset or want to work on different things and weight is still part of it. It's always, like I said, the intake part and everything is always about who are you as a whole person? Look at all of that. I'm not a nutritionist or anything, so I'm not going to build you a plan or tell you what to eat because that's you. It's like what you, what is for your body. And that is my personal philosophy on that as well. So that's definitely, I can't say one's going to work better than another I think our bodies change through our lives and our needs change through our lives. And it's about being mindful about what we need right now. So that's really the focus. So they will probably turn around and leave if they want a better plan or something that they think might guarantee or something. But there's no guarantee with health. (laughs) So we can't do that. Because I am such a proponent of holistic and integrative health, that's my first conversation with people. And, And I've had that where I've had clients who are like, weight management was their thing and when they most liked themselves or what they ate and things like that. And what this stress of work and the actual, the weight they were feeling was from that stress. It was like an yes. energetic. So it's like, as you talk and get to know and see these other parts, like help them highlight the other parts of their life, they see, oh, I'm feeling heavy because I'm taking home this stress from work and I'm not releasing it. So right. it's not a physical thing as much as maybe an emotional or energetic
0: level right well i love what you said the weight that i'm feeling is what i'm taking home from work and it's sort of like that is the heaviness that is the part that we need to work on because the name of the podcast and the name of my book is it's not about food because it never ever 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 ever, ever is about food or weight never ever it's never about that. It's what we think about that or what we worry about that. So I wonder when you have people who come through your program and they come to the other side, are they happier with their bodies and their selves because they've made adjustments or how do they feel at the end of the journey with you and they go on? How are they feeling then? But I think what happens is such a discovery process.
1: They're discovering things. And I don't like to take any credit because usually I'm just reflecting something back. Oh, it sounds like the stress of work feels heavy. (laughs) You're right. I'm like, no, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just describing what you said to me. And so then we shift to this other area. And yeah, so there's this brightness and like an energy to it, like gain more energy they feel more energized. Their goal is and more grounded in what they want.
0: And their vision. Right, exactly. Well, so if you think back to like a time when you were a little girl and maybe you were having a problem with one thing or another in your life, as we all do, and you met somebody like you, what would you have liked to have heard yourself from that person?
1: Well, I think I really would have liked more care in like the emotional world. Part of my family was very kind of like classic health nut. My grandfather drank. Carrot juice until he turned orange kind of thing. So, <laughs> like into every health fad. And it was very food and exercise related. And even like a new agey vibe to that side of the family too. I feel like the mental and emotional health was as highlighted. And so I would have liked some sort of healthy foods, good for you, or whatever. But, but that step back of, well, how do you feel before you're eating or or just the bigger picture of that emotional and mental to me it's like in the family that story of like it got really more extreme it's like oh this is a thing to follow or that's the thing to follow so yeah it definitely that was lacking. what's good for your body
0: yeah got all tripped up in the thing rather than in the person right mm-hmm. so no wonder you pick the holistic card to talk about yes <laughs> that's exactly right It popped out, so. Mm Right, right, beautiful. Yeah, I did that myself. I could drink so much carrot juice, I turned orange and, you know, (laughs) I thought maybe I need to back (laughs) off this a little bit. That might be a little bit too much because I was doing that instead of eating. Before that, I was smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee instead of eating. So really, for me, it was always about how can I keep myself from eating? I'll do this instead, so the holistic thing was to let go of a lot of that stuff. So anything else that you want to say or put out there in the world right now? One of
1: the things I really love is guided imagery and your intro about getting to that inner being, our inner inner self. And guided imagery is such a great practice for that to help. Yes. And the guided imagery, I work with people is more interactive so it's not me saying now you're going to talk to your inner self it's more about what images come up within and what and images are all senses so visual texture, sense of smell to meet that being like your inner guide or your inner child I just find that technique to be really great and should be more widely known and for people because once you do it you also that is something you can do yourself you yes is in you Forever to like tap back into. And that's something I really like to include in my
0: practice. That's exactly right. And in the book, it's not about food. There are several guided imageries, and Carol and I put them in there because we use them in group and we use them for our own lives ourselves. And uh, it's very powerful to read the guided imagery in your own voice back to yourself. So we would say, record. You doing a guided imagery for yourself. And it's like double the fun, double the impact. We have a CD that we put them all on because we are codependent. We didn't think anybody would do it. So (laughs) we did it for them. (laughs) I agree with you. Like the mind that wants to tell you what is the truth. So when you do guided imagery, you actually do get to go into a part of you that is much more full of wonder and I wonder what this is about and going from that place.
1: It's your inner resources. It's another practice that's about the client empowering themselves versus us telling them, you're going to relax on a beach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. I tell people before we do a session of that. If I tell you to go in a wood and you don't want to go to that woods, go where you go. (laughs) Go where you want to go. That's the most important thing. So I wonder if you will read the Today I Will practice.
1: Today I will practice remembering that my recovery is holistic. When I notice I am measuring my progress or worth in weight or looks, I will remember that this is not the true measurement of myself
0: and I will find
1: other ways to acknowledge my growth.
0: Beautiful. So thank you so much. Very much for being with us today and going through. We've had a chainsaw happening. We've had a major set with the different modalities of trying to get this session done. And I appreciate you hanging in there. And it's been a holistic growth experience. Wasn't linear at all. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was perfectly holistic. Thank you. (laughs) It was. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's notaboutfood.com. Thanks.